there, sexy techies. Hey, everybody. We are coming to you pre-recorded from Tampa, Florida for the last time this season. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we have a very rigorous process for making these decisions, and uh, it consists of the other day I said, hey, we're almost into December. Do you want to take a break for the holidays? And uh, we'll start back up with season two in January. <laughs> and my response being brain fried already was, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> so that's what we're going to do. Uh, episode 17 will be the last episode of season one. Lucky number 17. Oh. Is it? For someone. <laughs> and um, we'll pick back up the first week of January Yeah. with season two. Yeah, that's exciting. We have a season. In the books. Um, yeah. All right. Podcast well, season. Don't count your chickens. It's not there. We're not there yet. Oh, okay. We have to get through this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I can start it off if if that's Go cool for with it. you. You know, it's it's the holiday season, right? And um and it's it's a time for for steals and deals and uh, you know, Black Friday just passed and Cyber Monday and all the, what, what's the other one? Small Business Saturday, I think, is, is another one. I think that's a thing. Yeah. yeah. But I'm actually, I'm, I'm like personally embarrassed about this story that I'm about to bring up. But I figure if I share my story, <laughs> I might be helping some old woman out there. <laughs> oh, and maybe it'll help sink in a little bit more for you for next yeah. time. Mm, okay. So um, if you couldn't guess already, um, I fell for an internet scam. Um, and I'm really embarrassed about it because I, I know what a scam looks like. I know what scammers, uh, typically do to, you know, bait people. But sometimes if we're going to look at personality assessments, sometimes my high sense of urgency lets me not look at details very closely and just you know acts in order to check things off of a box and it is a busy season the mental load of a woman to think and purchase presents is big and so i blame that <laughs> yeah i mean plus it was a pretty good deal right <laughs> <laughs> it was also i mean like scammers <laughs> like you know what to look for with with the old scams like yeah. scammers are uh you know well, right that was one of the, they're innovating that was one of the things um like, cause in the, at the company that I work for, they make sure that we are trained on, um, identifying, you know, scams, especially with emails. Yeah. Because, like phishing emails. Yeah. And, you know, we have micro trainings every so often to like freshen up. And I really like this company that we use because they don't just kind of tell you the things to look for. They, they have this really like innovative, like skit that they do. It's almost like a law and order svu like skit i don't mm -hmm. know it's really cute <laughs> anyway so earlier this month i saw an ad on instagram and i don't even like really look at instagram ads i don't know it just it, it just popped up i don't um, believe that no i really don't like i don't click on things on instagram especially instagram but it was for these like outdoor folding chairs that we already have like we don't even need them but i saw them and I thought it'd be nice to have more, you know, since we sit outside with our neighbors a lot and I know how expensive that they are. So, you know, it was, it was a great deal. It was like buy two, get two free. And the header on the Instagram caption was QVC, which is a trusted 
source. Oh, you fell for it. I did. So, but what I did, so I took a screenshot of the ad and I actually DM'd it to you and I said, hey, what do you think of getting these for, um, you know, so-and-so? And you're like, yeah, go for it. And so I, I went on the website. I, you know, bought the things and it looked really legit. It even like asked me what other two colors that I wanted, you know, in the other clever, um, you know, chairs. And then I noticed that I got a confirmation email back. I didn't like click on it or anything. I just kind of filed it away just in case. And so like almost a month went by and I didn't get any like shipping notification or tracking or anything. So I went back to that email and I looked and it was just an email from a payment site saying your payment has gone through. It wasn't from this like QVC site. So I went to go look for an email from that QVC site, air quotes, QVC. <laughs> and um, I I couldn't find an email from anything that said QVC. So luckily, because I took that screenshot, I was able to click on the link to see where it took me. And the website was actually called gustlift.com, not QVC. And it said that the website no longer exists. And so I'm like sitting there, my heart is pounding, being like, oh, shoot, Tony's going to kill me. <laughs> that was the first thing I thought. Uh, I mean, did you mention how much these chairs were? Um, I, n- no. <laughs> I think it was less than like $20. Yeah, it was like $20 a chair. <laughs> and then you get two more chairs free. Yeah. <laughs> so it was essentially like $10 for these really nice chairs that I know are not $10. I was like, this is so great. But yeah, so I look at the payment so the only thing that I have to go off of is this email from the payment vendor and it does have an email to contact and the payment vendor was called Vance One Limited so I contact them and a day later because they're in China because I see that it gets like translated from characters to English I get an email back and they're like can you send us the phone number and the email address that this was associated with and, you know, the tracking and shipping number and your order ID and like asking me for all this information. So I basically told them that I didn't have anything else to go off of except this receipt number that came from Vance One themselves. It was actually in the subject of the email because that's the only thing I was able to reply to. And then they magically said, oh, we have located your order. Please allow several weeks for it to go through customs. And at that point, I knew that I probably am not going to get this product. (laughs) And then I Googled Gust Lift and Vance One. First thing that comes up is they're both scams and, you know, they have just taken my information. So I'm I was really upset about that. But what I hoped to come out of this is that listeners will like me even though you know all of the phishing techniques and scams that are out there during the hustle and bustle of the season maybe to think twice about things um, and I kind of wanted to talk about cyber threats and scams sounds good and I mean take solace in the fact that you are not the first one to fall for one of these <laughs> scams because if you were they wouldn't do them anymore. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Actually, I think I remember one of our neighbors told me 
they fell for one. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that makes me feel better. Yeah. So I was looking at some, uh, I was, when I was researching some of this, I looked on the trend micro that they're, they're like a cyber threat, um, company and of the 28.6 billion cyber threats, Trend Micro blocked over 24.3 billion that were carried by email. So email is like the biggest carrier of cyber threats. That's 91% of cyber threats that happen. So yes, I know that I'm not the only one that falls for this. Um, It happens a lot. And so basically, you know, companies are also responsible for not falling for these cyber attacks, right? So any company that has your data stored, so a lot of online shopping companies, if they, if, you know, one employee is attacked, they can breach the system and um, they can get a lot of your information, like your email address, um, your full name, a lot of account details. A lot of hackers, they like to try to find usernames and passwords because a lot of times people use that for multiple logins and they just try it out on different sites and especially sites that are run by apps so like uber um, uber eats Um, they can sell your information on the dark web and people in different countries can then you know utilize your login information and you don't even know that you've been logged out of uber and they're getting rides for free on your account that actually happened to me one time and I don't, I almost forgot about it, but one day all of a sudden the Uber app opened up and it said that I, <laughs> I was like in a ride and I wasn't, I was just at home right. uh, on the couch or something. And when I looked at the map where it said I was, I was in Russia somewhere oh and it showed me going from, I don't know, wherever I was to somewhere else. And so like, I'm still logged in on my phone, but they are also logged in as me on their phone. And they're just using, and and I don't know if Uber's gotten better at this at the time. At the time, like I couldn't reach any, I couldn't call anybody. Like I couldn't, it took me days to get this resolved and like get them off my app. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's why they target, like scammers target, apps that where the customer service is is hard to contact because it's it's easier for them to continue utilizing you know your information yeah um well they were successful yeah so what do they want what do these scammers want when you fall for these things because at first i was like oh my gosh like you know what's going to happen and so there's really three big things that they do with your information there's data theft and identity fraud. So if they can obtain your login credentials and passwords and sell it on the dark web, you know, there's a lot of things that if you utilize the same login and password for things, they can just basically be you on all of the apps. There's also malware downloads that scammers hope that you download And that is like, especially for emails, um, they send you um, a phishing email and then you unknowingly download, like click on a link and download um, malware to your machine. And it could either like lock you out of your PC until a fee is paid. Or I read that it can convert crypto jacking malware, which will cause your machine to run slowly while it mines cryptocurrency using your power supply. I don't know what that means. Wow. I don't know what any of that means. I didn't know they did that. Um, but yeah, the one before that was like ransomware, right? Yeah. Where they yeah. can 
lock you out of your machine. I mean, they can take down an entire company's mm -hmm. uh, network and ransom the company for sometimes pretty large amount of money to hopefully get it back. Like you, they never know for sure if they pay the ransom, if they'll actually get right, like if they'll actually unlock it for them. Right. Right. Which is scary. Um, and then the other download is like a banking Trojan, which is designed to steal your banking logins. So it's a little bit more targeted. And then there's also sextortion and, you know, scammers can trick users into believing that they've been filmed by their webcam or something and in a compromising position. Um, I don't know how many people are in compromising positions in front of their webcams, but <laughs> to each their own. Um, and then... That's why, that's why you got to use that sticky note <laughs> <laughs> right over that webcam. <laughs> <laughs> or don't do shady things in front of your computer. So attackers, they, you know, threaten to release this footage to all of the victim's contacts if they don't pay a ransom. Um, and I've actually heard some people whether you know whether it's true or not most of the time it's not true but people get so devastated by this that um I, I feel like there was a news story where somebody actually like killed themselves because they were so afraid of what was going to be leaked to their friends and i and it wasn't anything that was real oh man yeah i can imagine that's why i have an only fans yeah so that, like there you know there's nothing that like no one's seen before oh, God. <laughs> um and, and sextortion scans have like more than quadrupled over the last year. So like it's it's becoming a thing. So, so I, I mean, that's an important one, I think, for people to be aware of because that's yeah. not a very common one. Yeah. You know, I'd be like, show me that footage. Right. Uh, right. And they're, obviously, they're not going to do that because right. then they lose all their bargaining power. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but other scams besides just phishing, I'm going to see if you know, if you're familiar with any of these. So whaling, there's... There's something nope. called whaling that's going after the C-suite staff. So you're not just oh. fishing. You're you're going after the big dogs. I, I figured it had whales. something to do with the, the big fish, <laughs> okay. but I didn't know in what direction they were taking it. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically like sending something that looks like a legal document saying that, you know, you need to click on this in order to, because, you know, your company's like going under or something. And, and some C-suite people are older and maybe not as like tech savvy and just you know sure. click around and their sense of urgency is is high and so they're just clicking away so sometimes they don't realize that another scam is called smishing oh i've heard of that one oh you have yeah when i when i heard that i was like is this a is this a fake thing like, <laughs> am i am i getting scammed yeah, right now <laughs> But yeah, so what is that one? I don't remember. Oh, it's a, it's an attack using uh, text messaging, okay. SMS. All right. Yeah, messaging. So sometimes it looks like it's from your bank telling you to like click a link in the actual text to you know put in your social security number, or your bank account information to verify that you haven't been hacked, something like that. Um, if you get that, just call your bank directly. Like don't don't be clicking on links that you get, especially through text messages, or sometimes it's just a number that they kind of fish and text you and try to verify if it's a live line for you like to text back. Oh. So I actually, I got a, a smish um, <laughs> recently, um, probably from, <laughs> from my online purchase, <laughs> yeah. um, but it was from, so I still have, I have an area code, not from where I am currently locally. So I know a lot of times if I get, a random phone number 
from an area from the same area code as my phone I kind of know that yeah it's usually not someone that you know yeah exactly so I got one from that area code and it said leaving now or like on my way and I didn't answer because I knew that it was a smish <laughs> smish oh, you showed them yeah okay there's two more one is the other one is vishing have you heard of vishing? no what's vishing um it's obtaining personal information using voice calls so that is, you know, sometimes saying that they're with Microsoft and they detected a virus on your computer and they need to access your computer and your credit card information to install antivirus. So not only do they now have access to your computer, but they have access so they can, you know, download malware onto your computer and now they have your credit card information. So don't do that. Yeah, I mean, it's not like 1998 people. Like, don't fall for that one. Like, there's no company out there just going, you know, out of their goodwill calling you to help you with your computer. (laughs) I mean, I don't know about you, but like, we know our tech people's name, like actual names and voices that, and maybe it's because we work for a smaller company, but like if some random person who isn't verified from our head IT guy calls us to say that, you know, we'll know that that's not true. Right. Yeah. I mean, they can at most, especially larger companies, they can take control of your computer without you having to do anything. Right. Anyway, so. True. Yeah. Yeah. Don't give them your credit card information. Yeah. To do it. Um, and then the last phishing scam is search engine phishing or SEO poisoning. And that's where hackers work to become the top hit on a search um, in a search bar using the search engine. So when you click on their link, it directs you to the hacker's website. So it was kind of like what happened with like the ad, you know, I, I just clicked on it. I did Google why social media sites have ads from scammers. And the only answer that I could really find was that their anti-scam ad filter filters are just like low level people working and trying to detect this stuff. Mm. And unless it's reported, then you know, they don't necessarily catch it in time. And if these companies are willing to pay a little bit to get their ad featured and be sponsored, that allows Facebook or Instagram to let it happen. Yeah. I wonder how many chairs they sold on that one website that they had up for a little while. Yeah. I don't know. At least four. (laughs) (laughs) No, just two. We got two free. (laughs) But so for everyone out there, here are just some quick things. It could just be a reminder for you, but some things to double check if it is phishing. So if you get an email, double check the domain of the sender. Sometimes it's two letters that are just reversed or it's like a small typo and you don't really even notice it. But it's, you know, usually you can just like reread it to make sure that it's from a credible source. I always like to do this hover over the links in an email to make sure that the address that pops up is a legit address. So a lot of times like a bank will be like, click here to, you know, to verify your bank account. And I hover over it and it's going to like, you know, schmishing.com or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So I know that that's not, you know, legit. And so you can hover over it without actually clicking it to see. A super easy one, email the person directly if it's coming from an email address that you think you know but they're sounding different or they're acting weird and asking you for weird things you know sometimes an internal person's email account could be either hacked or 
you know, a similar one is made and you just email the person directly. Don't click reply and just make sure that they sent you something. Um, Another one is if it's a targeted ad, (laughs) go directly to the site in a different browser. Mm, But what if you have to click on the button to get the the coupon or something? Well, no, there's never They're always going to give you a coupon code. Yes, yeah. You can go to the site and type that thing in. Right. And if, if it's too hard to find that code, then it's really not worth it. Yeah. And if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. That was my next one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> if it's too good to be true, don't click on it. <laughs> I didn't see your notes. And then also, if you are purchasing something from a site, before you put your payment information in, just check the little, you know, the, the little address bar. Make sure it's secure. Mm. That's like, I know that's like security 101. And I've always been trained to look for that padlock but again Mm -hmm. that sense of urgency is it in that screenshot that you took um no it's Mm. not yeah so then the last thing um to prevent email phishing scams is to increase the strength of your spam filter in your email settings sometimes that'll block other things from coming through but for the most part you'll be safer that way that's great so i have a serious question to ask you did my company pay you to like give me this lesson? Because I've been getting emails <laughs> since like the beginning of October to start doing uh, like the company security training oh by the, God. I mean, I have until December 31st, but I get an email like every day telling me I have to finish this. And it just seems like the timing of this is pretty <laughs> odd because uh, I don't know, I haven't started yet. And uh, I guess I'm done now. Well, you absolutely should. <laughs> I just, yeah, I think I just gave you like scammer 101, but the reason why they probably are pushing it during this time is because it happens more this time of year because of all the, you know, Cyber Monday, Black Friday deals and steals that are out there. Um, people are just like trying to... I'm, I'm not that demographic. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, your face on Christmas morning, finding out what we actually got the kids is priceless. <laughs> all right, everyone. I hope you're still with us. Oh my gosh, what is that supposed to mean? I mean, that's just that was just a lot of like great information. <laughs> what? I, I probably saved one other person from being sold on the dark web, so you're welcome. Oh, people get sold on the dark web now? <laughs> I mean, their identities. <laughs> wow. Obviously, I was just joking. Aw. Was that obvious? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a great segment. Uh, maybe one of your best uh, of the entire season. So oh my gosh. Yeah. Can we get that in recording? Thankfully, yes. <laughs> but also, uh, I had an idea during the break. Okay. So what if you started a cybersecurity company called Hot Moms Cybersecurity and you like recorded videos? <laughs> I feel like you could get some viewers. Not me personally, but like paid actresses. <laughs> I mean, whoever. Sure. Just call it Hot Moms anything really (laughs) get some people to watch it yeah i'll look into that um looking for some angel investors for this (laughs) all right well let's move on to the next topic we're going to talk about a startup called forward health okay all right so their mission is to scale healthcare, Uh, and i'm going to tell you a little bit about what that means to them um, and a little bit about their story so far so they were founded in 2016 and since then, they have raised $657 million wow. to help scale healthcare. That's not a little bit of money. No. <laughs> That's a ton. That is why I said wow. Of money, yeah. <laughs> so their founder is Adrian Aoun, 
he is non-medical, um, but his background is in computer science and AI. So he's a technical founder. Um, he actually started an AI startup, which was acquired by Google. And then he worked for Larry Page, the former CEO of Google for a while there. He actually has an interesting story, Adrian Aounda is the founder of Forward Health. And it was a little eerie kind of reading it. So he started this company uh, after his brother suffered a heart attack in his 30s, mm-hmm. uh, which if you listened to our episode a couple episodes ago, you know that that's very similar to my story. So there's like two phases to Forward Health's um, development. So the first part, which they launched in 2017, is this like smart doctor's office concept. So they started with primary care and they added women's health. Um, and they started in San Francisco, uh, obviously. Mm. Uh, now they're in like 20 cities. But it's kind of like like if you picture like an Apple store for mm-hmm. healthcare. So like you walk in, you check in at an iPad. Um, there's this like body scanner thing that collects some vitals um, that gets sent back to the doctor um, in the exam room and to your phone on, on like the their app. Then you go back to the doctor's office, you know, they can collect other samples. They also have like sensors and wearables that like send information to your healthcare providers, that sort of stuff. It's $149 a month, no insurance. So like no co-pays or like hidden fees or anything like that. And that's one of the big components of their offering. Just they're they're trying to do away with like the mess of insurance and mm-hmm. make uh, healthcare more affordable. Mm-hmm. This portion of their service like doesn't seem that impressive to me, like... Um, a lot of places have where you check in on an iPad now, right? And like, this is not scalable and they, you know, admit that themselves. This is, you know, just adding a little bit of tech to a doctor's office uh, that, mm-hmm. you know, where a lot still don't have that sort of thing. But it was more of a, like an R&D stage and like a proof of concept. And they used all these visits and this data that they've been collecting and these conversations over the last six or seven years or so to build out the real vision of the company. Uh, which are these things called care pods. And so they call these care pods, like they call it like an AI doctor's office. So uh, they look like high-tech enclosed like kiosks or like pods, you know, like um, pods that you move, like moving pods yeah. that like get delivered like to your- storage unit. Yeah, like a storage unit, but like they're high-tech looking. And they go in places like malls or office buildings one is actually being deployed into the Willis Tower mm-hmm. um, in Chicago. And they're, they're starting out in cities like San Francisco, New York, Chicago, with 25 of these care pods. And their vision is to have them uh, basically everywhere eventually, that places like airports, stadiums, cruise ships, all over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, they're, they're just doing this in the U.S. So here's how it works. And I think it's kind of fascinating. So you walk up to this care pod and... So like, let's say you're in the mall and um, you use your phone to unlock it when it's your turn to go in and there's nobody to wait for it. Like there's nobody there. So you go into the care pod. Um, it has a screen with a bunch of apps uh, for things like a uh, full body scan, heart health, COVID test, HIV screening. Uh, they even have like a skin cancer scan. So you, you pick what you want and depending on what you choose, there's a drawer that opens or like a sensor that comes down and instructions on what to do basically. So yeah. So some of the things that you could like pick is like getting your blood drawn 
And then there's like instructions on how to do that to yourself. Yeah. So they're using this um, new technology. I don't think they developed it, but um, you can actually draw your own blood. Um, And it's using this like no needle system. It's basically like a suction device. Um, And I saw a video of it. The CEO actually demoed it on himself for somebody. And it's like this, I don't know, it kind of looks like a little asthma inhaler type thing, but it, it, or like it just has this little button. You put it up against your arm. Mm-hmm. And it's got this little button and you press it in and it basically creates a very strong suction, very strong and small suction. And as it pull, it pulls back out and it it actually is able to um, extract blood. break the skin and, and extract blood out through this tiny little but very strong suction. So, you know, like um, a hickey. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I, I think that's how he described it or like cupping. Um, yeah, yeah. If you do cupping, yeah. it's like that, but it's so small and intense on like that tiny little spot that it actually can break the skin and, and like I saw this little vial of blood start filling up uh, from it so there's no needle no lancet or anything like that like you use to like do a finger prick or anything like that it's 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 actually that pretty crazy insane. wait okay what about giving yourself a vaccine or an injection I, I don't know about vaccines okay. I I think they're going to uh, either they're doing it currently or they're going to mm. um, but I don't know how i didn't stumble across that in my research okay that's but that's still crazy because when you said you can get a covid test or whatever at first i was like how is someone going to administer that and then when you said that they give instructions i was like how's anyone going to administer anything but that's insane okay yeah well covid tests they do swabs so they have like swabs um and stuff like that yeah and then after your tests um you know it it can give you a diagnosis right there on the screen or if more tests are needed they have a a doctor like behind the scenes like back they're they're at their houses um and they're monitoring a bunch of these care pods and in real time they can issue a prescription if you need to go out and get more tests done somewhere else or you need medication or that sort of stuff the doctors are also available to answer questions through the app so Mm -hmm. like if somebody's there in the office and they have questions or something like that they can ask questions through the app there is an attendant um, that staffs these care pods currently. I think that's that's the plan. Basically, they go in after, like in between visits and make sure everything's in order and clean um, and that sort of stuff. They're not medical. Um, they can answer basic questions about like how to how to do something, but like they're not in there with the person uh, right. during the visit. Mm, interesting. So their diagnosis tool is pretty interesting. So they built this, and this is kind of like one of their uh, part of their secret sauce, I guess. They built this proprietary AI mm-hmm. um, with a custom-built LLM or large language model, which is trained to find the latest research papers and extract oh. the clinical protocol from these research papers. So, uh, like, I think that's pretty cool because you know, real doctors can't possibly stay up to date on everything um, right. that there that there is out there. You know, there's so much research happening in so many different fields. Um, so like if you were, went to your primary care physician, for instance, like they, like it just couldn't have this breadth of knowledge. So the business model for the care pods is $99 a month. Mm-hmm. Um, it includes on-demand access to the care pods, uh, all the health apps, uh, blood testing, and the mobile app and like access to their healthcare providers and that sort of stuff. So this is in addition to the $149 a month? No, it's um, separate. Oh, okay. So that was like their initial rollout of like that's all they offered um and they still have those offices and there's they're they're going to keep offering that at least you know for the time being um but this is like a separate offering got it and and, you know i think maybe there will end up being different types of people who choose 
the different offerings. Right. Like maybe someone, some people still prefer to have, you know, to go into an actual doctor's office. Right. The, the company actually believes that doctor's offices are sort of a thing of the past. Wow. And especially for primary care, doctor's offices, it, it, you know, they're, the way that they're, they're going and the way that they're talking about this is like that, that we won't need those in the future, basically. That's crazy to me. I just, I feel like there still needs to be some sort of like in-person interaction in order to like get a good diagnosis. I mean, there's only so much that like AI can do to read somebody's ailments. You know, it's almost like when you Google your symptoms and you find out that you have like the black <laughs> plague, the black lung. I, I just, I can see a lot of like misdiagnoses happening this yeah, way. Yeah. Who I, knows? I, I mean, don't think they're there. I mean, I don't think like AI still has a long way to go. Um, clearly. They can't even but, draw fingers correctly. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get there. You know, at the we'll talk a little bit more um, at the end about like where this is needed and like where it's going and stuff like that. But basically they're trying to automate everything that a doctor or a nurse can do right now at a typical doctor's appointment. Yeah. Their vision is that they'll one day open up their system so that others can build apps on their platform. Um, just like the uh, like the app store for healthcare, basically. You know, like one day they'll do everything that a hospital can. They'll have apps for an MRI machine that they would have in the pod, right? Or, I mean, the CEO even said, like, maybe one day the you could go into this pod and get open heart surgery, mm, um, you know, by a robot or something like that. I don't know. That's a long way away. Um, they'll but... have instructions and you do it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I mean... When people start to talk about stuff like that, it it seems way more far-fetched because like that, if that were ever even to be a thing, it would be, you know, so far down the road probably. But it can do some pretty cool stuff already. So they estimate there will be over 3,000 care pods. This is the company's estimate, uh, over 3,000 care pods by the end of 2024. Wow. Where? All throughout the U.S. So by, by that point, I think they're trying to scale into major cities in the U.S. Yeah. So I think this is pretty cool. And the reason is healthcare in America is pretty awful. And we're one of the better countries Mm -hmm. at it. Um, You know, we're not the best, uh, but it's a lot better than most other places around the world here. But like, there's a lot of things that are just so terrible about it. Like the wait time to get an appointment, especially with like specialists, Mm -hmm. it's it's like it can be months in advance to get an appointment. Mental health, like so many providers um psychiatrists and psychologists like they're not even taking patients like new patients because they have so many right the quality of care like i mean i, I don't know have you ever been to a urologist's office i, I have not <laughs> okay good for you but like if you ever wanted to feel like a farm animal like you just go in there you wait forever in this one room this one little chamber right and then you go into another room and you wait for the doctor there for what seems like forever the doctor comes in they're there for like 30 seconds it seems like and they're trying to rush you out of there as fast as they can because they've got a hundred other patients in the waiting room and and like it you know like sometimes it seems like they don't even care whether they helped you or not right like you're there you're 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 a paying customer Mm -hmm. you're in you're out they're on to the next one cost is another crazy thing about our our system you never know what you're going to pay for anything. Yeah. Um, like I've called United Healthcare before to ask how much something will cost and it takes them 
15 minutes to figure out how much something will cost and they're not even really sure yeah that's one of the biggest <laughs> it reasons, ends up being something else that's one of the biggest reasons why a lot of people don't go to see a doctor because they don't know how much it's going to cost when they find out what's wrong with them yeah for sure and i mean the the incentives are misaligned right like they get paid doctors currently get paid when you go in for visits so like obviously they want you to come in to come in for more visits and like i mean i'll just give the example of like a gastroenterologist right for a colonoscopy right like so you have to go in and and talk to the gastroenterologist and basically tell them you need a you want a colonoscopy or like you're due for a colonoscopy right like every 10 years they want you to come in for that like pre-appointment just schedule your colonoscopy basically then you go and you have the colonoscopy and then afterwards they want you to come in again to get your results, even if they didn't find anything. Yeah. Like, they won't just send you your results and say, hey, you're good for the next five or ten years or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, those appointments don't all need to happen. That's a waste of, of the patient's time. in, right. the, in And the doctor's A lot of time. cases. Well, it's a waste of the doctor's time, but but they get paid for it. So, but it's I'm not really like, a waste. In terms of, like, you know, when we talk about the, the long wait time to be able to see a doctor as a new patient, like, that, that schedule could have easily been given to somebody else who needs to see the doctor yeah well i mean they're not too worried about that it's like a restaurant right you'd like to be booked out far in advance yeah so i mean some of the benefits i see of this one it's cheap and they expect to keep lowering prices right it's 99 dollars a month it's convenient uh i mean you can go somewhere you're already going anyway you can go shop and you can say oh i'll swing by i need to get a you know i need to do my annual primary care visit i'll get my blood drawn i'll get my blood pressure taken you know Everything that you would normally get at a primary care visit, especially if you don't have any questions right. uh, for that particular appointment, you've got no hassle, no wait. You show up at the time, you go right in because it's you know it's your time slot. You're not waiting on a nurse to take you back and then a doctor to come in the room and then you know I don't know how many times they switch yeah. <laughs> for people and you're waiting each time. You've got you know this breadth of knowledge of the AI. Once it's you know I mean yeah I don't think I'd want to be the guinea pig, right. uh, but right. but. Uh, I mean, I think I would try this to replace my primary care physician as an adult, mm-hmm. you know, as a moderately healthy adult um, who normally goes in to see my primary care physician to get blood drawn and, you know, check your cholesterol, yeah. check all your levels, right. uh, check your blood pressure, you know, do like standard vitals, that sort of stuff. And then they say, I'll see you next year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What about you? Like, is it, have you ever gone into for your, for your primary care visit and the, and the doctor has said something like specific, like profound or like noticed something with you that like you didn't bring up on your own? No, definitely not. And I feel like, yes, I've had pretty bad experiences with primary care physicians specifically and so yeah like I would there there are a lot of things that I that are attractive to me to do one of these pods just to be able to get like scanned and and you know kind of doing like the head-to-toe assessment and just to make sure that you're good and okay what it does lack that I feel like I would still want and need is that almost like that bedside manner of, of a, and sometimes it doesn't come from, a lot of times it doesn't come from a doctor. It usually comes from the nurse, but like if they detect something that's wrong with you, the, there's that human aspect of it where um, they can calm you down. They can make you feel reassured mm-hmm. because I can see myself in a pod 
when something, you know, a scan happens and they're like, oh, you need X, Y, Z because you have this. Yeah. I can start like getting like having an anxiety attack in this pod and like or or I wouldn't be able to really articulate what's wrong with me if they need to know like symptoms and things like that because you know, sometimes you need a conversation to bring that out. So they, so the CEO did talk about this. Like nobody wants to find out they have cancer from like a machine, right? right? Like (laughs) imagine it like prints out a receipt and says like, you've got cancer. But like, so for those sorts of things, like they do, I think for serious diagnoses, like the, they do have a doctor actually deliver that news to you. Like, Mm -hmm. I think this could detect skin cancer, right? Like with the the scanner. Right. And, you know, I think they would have a a doctor come on and say that looks you know, like it could be uh, cancerous, like we should have that uh, biopsy, that sort of thing. So, but I mean, it's not somebody in person. So I don't know if you were looking for like a, an actual human in the room figure. Um, Sometimes that's helpful. I don't know. I mean, it's got to be a, an extenuating circumstance, I guess, because for the most part, if you are healthy and, you know, you're, you don't need that human aspect. But I can, I can tell you that there have been some times where like I've been in situations medically where I've been scared of like some of the diagnoses that they say and it's like the nurse that has like calmed me down or helped me through it or even just getting my blood taken sometimes the nurse just like you know would stand there and like tell jokes while like I'm getting what seems like gallons and gallons of blood drawn from yeah me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I appreciate that but you know that that doesn't happen very often but there are some people that I think need that. Yeah. And I think like for certain specialties, this is going to be harder than than others. Uh, I mean, who knows if they'll end up, you know, being able to do it for all the specialties that they want to. Like that's a lot of technology and machines that they would have to somehow condense into this pod. Right. Uh, which, you know, the pods could get bigger. I mean, malls, are, malls have a lot of space to give yeah. up. <laughs> so, Nowadays. but like the questions I ask, like is, is forward going to win this space? And like, is this actually going to happen and work in the near term? Um, I mean, so Daniel Eck, the founder of Spotify, um, he's building a competitor of mm-hmm. sorts called Nico Health. They offer full body scans. And there's other companies doing similar things. So like they're not the only one. So who knows like who's going to win this space? Um, startups can raise hundreds of millions of dollars in funding and then like go out of business a mm-hmm. year later, right? So like yeah. we'll see what happens. Also, sometimes what companies can deliver now uh, versus in the future is a little unclear. And I get that sense when I'm sort of like reading about forward and, and listening. It's like I can't really tell exactly what they're capable of right now and what is more like a vision um, mm. somewhere in the future. But I mean, they are launching these care pods in the very near future um, and they're expecting to have 3000 within a year or so. So they will be out there for people to see very soon if, if yeah. they're not already in some of these cities. That's exciting. Yeah. And and they're going to get some things wrong, like you said. That happens with any new technology. Right. Uh, I mean, look what's happening with self-driving cars, yeah. right? But like, I mean, I think the the point to to remember there is also on the other side, remember what's happening with the current system and yeah. How sure. long and how badly it's been broken. Right. Um, and how ineffective and, and inefficient it is. So, I mean, Anytime there's new technology, especially something like this, like this is such a massive shift. Mm -hmm. I would expect for there to be some PR nightmares somewhere along the line. You know, some things are probably going to happen that like no one's even thought of. Yeah. But like I'm rooting for them because I think it's important that they are trying to give some degree of control back to the individual with respect to our healthcare. 
And, you know, in the current system, you always hear and, you know, I believe you have to advocate for your own health care um, mm-hmm. because nobody else is going to. Right. Um, sometimes you have to be a very loud advocate for your health care and just hope that your voice will be heard in the sea of inefficiencies and, you know, that we can get the care that we need. And so, like, the vision I see here from Forward is a system where people can do more than just advocate for their health care. Like, I, basically, I just have more control over what I'm able to do, and I don't have to wait months and for a cost that I know up front, mm-hmm. which is something that's been asked for for decades in right. our country and, and hasn't been delivered on. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see where that goes and other opportunities that that does open up for people in the healthcare system currently. Yeah. And I think it's important to state too that Forward is not trying to do away with healthcare professionals. Like they employ hundreds of them themselves. They believe there's always going to be a place for them. They're going to be the ones developing the treatments, like developing these apps on their platform. Right. Keeping the studies like going. Yeah, exactly. Also doing the diagnoses, reviewing the diagnoses. uh, Sometimes the AI will not know what to do Mm -hmm. or sometimes it will get things wrong and there Mm -hmm. will have to be a human in the loop to correct it and mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. So they're, I think they're envisioning this as more like, you know, a shift in how healthcare professionals are utilized and, and what their training and specialties are as with any new technology. Yeah. All right, everyone. Last time I'm going to ask you this in season one, you're going to need to subscribe to our podcast because what's going to happen. Let me tell you what will happen if you don't. Ooh, you're like a fortune teller. You're going to forget about us and when season two comes around in January, uh, we're going to be releasing these new episodes and you are not going to get those notifications and they're not going to auto download to your phone and we're going to miss you. So just hit that subscribe button or that follow button or whatever the button is and uh, we will talk to you in the new year. Happy New Year. So I thought our last segment uh, before we do our final hot mom of the week of season one would be sort of like a reflection on our first season as podcasters. Oh, like a little like SWOT analysis? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, don't want to get too like technical oh. about, like we don't have to get out the whiteboard, but like, okay. you know, just maybe what things we enjoyed, what we learned, what we didn't like, like, oh, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, like strengths, weaknesses, opportunities. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. No, that'd be fun. Okay. Um, Do you have anything you want to start it off with? Yeah. I mean, this was fun. This was different. This was definitely outside of my comfort zone. I am not the best public speaker, as you could, you know, tell throughout the episodes. I learned what voice fry is, and I have that. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that is. No. <laughs> you look at, it's like this trend on TikTok where, like, they all make fun of people with voice fry. So, you know, talking into a microphone, listening to myself afterwards to make sure that everything uploaded correctly... At first was kind of uncomfortable, but I think, and this has to do with like my personality and who I am, but the feedback that I've heard from our listeners has been positive and like just really validating. And it it makes me want to keep doing this, even though it was really uncomfortable at first. Yeah, I agree. Nobody has told us that we suck yet. Which probably just means that uh, we don't have enough listeners yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although there was one pretty uh, nasty YouTube comment, um, yeah. but that was more about like free speech, and I don't know. They were they were trying to turn something political that oh. wasn't, oh. Good uh, or that wasn't Troll. intended to be. But yeah, no, I agree. Like I think uh, my takeaway there is imposter syndrome is 
very real. Yes. Um, yeah. And like, I mean, even for me, like I, you know, I wanted to start a tech podcast. I feel like uh, if I looked objectively at myself, you know, I have a pretty decent tech background. I've started a company and I've raised funding and I've been in a pretty prestigious incubator. But like, there's always going to be a lot more people that are a lot more successful than you to look at. And right. you're, and like when, when, when I suggested we start this, I mean, I had those doubts and I was like, yeah, I mean, who wants to listen to, you know, me talk about this sort of stuff. And I think that's natural. Uh, but I think it's also all in our heads. Yeah. Um, like I, I think credentials and like past experience mean less now than like they really ever have, yeah. uh, before. And, and, you know, we shouldn't worry about what other people will think or like, oh, I'm not the type of person who does this sort of thing. Um, whether it's starting a podcast or starting a company or, I don't know, joining a book club or whatever it is. Like, you know, I think we get into our our routines and our, we have this like mold, this like vision of who we are. And sometimes it's hard to like break free of that. Right. Um, but I've enjoyed this experience because it, it, you know, is a way to sort of break free and try something like I mean definitely not something I was really comfortable with yeah and even when I like suggested it I was like ah, hopefully she'll say no <laughs> like, <laughs> no I but. thought actually from the very beginning you like thrived I was like oh wow he has such a great podcast voice like I don't know you just always seemed really confident on the microphone and that kind of got me to want to be at that level too and continue doing it with you I appreciate that and actually so there have been a few people who've told me that they like my podcast voice and I, that is probably the most surprising <laughs> feedback I've heard because I mean I think most people hate the sound of their own voice yeah, um, and right. I definitely do also but you know after editing hundreds of hours of yourself talking you kind of get a little numb to it mm. uh, so I don't know I, maybe I still don't know what you're all well, you know what what people uh, are, are talking about but I, I at least don't quite hate my voice as much as I used to. There you go. Yay. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to be doing superlatives on the podcast tonight, like giving away awards. So uh, I guess since I'm like best new podcast voice, oh. uh, you must be best dressed podcast host, <laughs> <laughs> which I mean, you know, doesn't mean a lot if you're just listening to the podcast, <laughs> but if you've seen our clips uh, and May made this one like compilation of like all the hot mom of the week hot moms of the week and those outfits i mean i'm i'm over here in like a t-shirt and shorts sometimes and like may is just you know doing herself upright i need, I need podcast outfits I, I do wonder if you've repeated a t-shirt or two before i mean we'll never know we'll never know you should do a compilation we'll see <laughs> no. the different t-shirts that you wear Okay, so let's close out 2023 with our last Hot Mom of the Week. Are you ready, Tony? <laughs> I am ready. Okay, here we are. It's time for our Hot Mom of the Week. Yeah, well, last time I checked, I'm still high, real high. All right, I am still very salty about the fact that I got scammed. So I have chosen um, for this week's Hot Mom of the Week. Her name is Rosie Akamura. Have you ever heard of her? I have not. All right. Her handle is IRL Rosie on pretty much every social media platform. And for those who aren't super cool, IRL means in real life, but 
that's just her handle for everything. Um, so Rosie is a voice actor, a singer, songwriter. She's in a band, um, but and she's a YouTuber. She's based in Los Angeles. But what I know yeah, and she her, she sounds really cool. <laughs> she is. You had me at she's in a band. Yeah. <laughs> what what instrument does she play? Um, voice. Oh, okay. that's a good one. <laughs> um, so what she what I know her for is um using her voice acting talents to prank scammers and record it for her social media content. She is hilarious. So she really targets the the vishing scammers, the ones that mm. call you and, and try to get your information, you know, through phone calls. So, you know, she's had different skits where she's pretended to be like old ladies um, and just like asking like way too many questions and then the scammers start getting really frustrated like with with these like elderly women sometimes um, she'll pretend to be like a hot girl with like a really sultry voice <laughs> and she's like hitting on the scammers and like sometimes they like you know hit on her back and it's just it's so weird there was another time where I, she was like getting catfished like or someone was trying to scam her to thinking that they were Owen Wilson or something and then she tried to convince them that she was Britney Spears or, you know, and so she's a really great voice actress. Like end of the day, that's, that's what it is. So she's, she's really awesome. I, I like watching these because I feel vindicated um, when I fall for something stupid. <laughs> so I, I watched a couple of her things and just realized that she's just this like internet vigilante that, um, you know, fights for the people by fighting back on the scammers. That's really cool. Yeah. I want to like hear, her voices i i uh that's something that i definitely can't do very well right. uh and so like i i admire when somebody can like train their voice to do i mean that's got to take a lot of work to be able to sound like so many different famous people i agree i mean and it's so funny because i've been seeing a lot of voice actors and voice actresses on like tiktok and social media like it's become like this niche thing because you know shorts and reels Sometimes if you just imitate somebody, it can go viral because you're yeah. just so good at it. And I know like there's AI out there that like can take some of your voice and then generate like whatever you yes. want with it. But like, yes. that's like not nearly as impressive as somebody who can do a real Actually human who do can it. do it. Yeah, no, that's so true. <laughs> the one thing though about Rosie, so she does prefer to keep a lot of her information private. So I was like trying to kind of figure out a little bit more about herself. But yeah, she she is a private person because scammer's going to scam. Hater's going to hate. She's <laughs> not that private. I mean, she's on Instagram she's out and there, TikTok and all right. these things. Um, but I was trying to see, you know, basically if she was a mom so that I could um, <laughs> highlight her on Hot Mom of the Week. I do know that she's married to the actor Jamie Martz four years ago, and she has two cats. <laughs> I don't think she has kids, but like she's a mom to cats and so i'm counting that as our hot mom of the week I mean, yeah she's like too good to pass up like yeah, for this topic i for, agree for, for what you were going for today, i agree so. and you know what as the seasons go on with this podcast hot mom of the week is might be a stretch here and there because there's <laughs> only so many moms that have time to trend on social media we're gonna start cutting corners people <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> let's get creative but yeah go rosie she's our hot mom of the week follow her on all social media platforms at irl rosie well that's all we've got today if you enjoyed the episode hit the subscribe button and reach out on social media dot coms and hot moms signing off